Are you an early stage founder looking to grow your SaaS? The SaaS Doc Founder Membership is a private community of ambitious SaaS founders where you can get a support network of peers, connect with like-minded founders around the globe, and learn proven strategies from industry experts to help you scale up your SaaS. If you want to get access to peer groups, investor meetings, mentor hours, and more to help you scale faster together, then visit sasdoccom forward slash founder hyphen membership to apply, or just go to sasdoccom and go up to the header menu and click on memberships. And if in your application form, if it's right for you, mention the SAS Revolution show to apply for an exclusive discount. Find your SAS tribe and thrive with the SASDoc founder membership. The startup to scale up journey is one of the most challenging growth phases for SAS companies. As you move out of the startup phase, what the business needs most is clarity. Find out the five key things SaaS finance leaders need to know when scaling in the latest ebook on scaling up by Sage Intact, powered by SaaSdog. A guide for SaaS finance leaders at startups and scaleups with ambitious growth goals. Download now on sasdoccom forward slash SaaS finance leaders ebook. It's really ultimately about understanding the metrics that you can use to measure the health of your business, but then also being aware that it's not just about the business, it's about um, what it looks to potential investors. So there are a few nuggets hopefully in there to highlight some of the key ways in which investors look at the business from outside looking in and then why that should matter and why it's important to track them as well. Hey everyone, welcome back to the SaaS Revolution show brought to you by SaaStock the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth, and scale. I'm your host, Alex Thuma, and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today, and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution show. Uh, Marvin uh, Fletcher Rogers, Solutions Consultant at Sage Intact. Welcome, Marvin. Thanks, Alex. Good to good to have you here. We we um, we did a a video on YouTube, uh, I think a, a while back. So the second time uh, speaking with you, um, uh, first time on the podcast, uh, uh, which is great. And I, I know I'm uh, speaking to you on a, a sweltering hot day in the in the UK, uh, and unfortunately, uh, as, as you've got your windows closed because of some, uh, some works out, outside. Um, but um, but yeah, hopefully the uh, I'll take it easy on you, so that the questions, you know, we're not going to make you uh, uh, sweat any more than uh, uh, than you have to. <laughs> Weather's making you. I appreciate that. And as you, as you mentioned, yeah, long time listener, second time caller. So yeah, yeah, looking good, forward to it. Good stuff. Well, great to have you on the podcast. Uh, as it's the first time on the podcast, Marvin, like, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, okay. uh, you, you know, uh, who's Marvin uh, Fletcher Rogers as a as a human, and then like you know. Uh, what are you doing uh, at, at Sage? Awesome. Yeah, sure. So thanks, Alex. Um, so my name is Marvin Fletch Rogers, as Alex mentioned. Um, I'm a solution consultant at Sage, which um, focusing on the Sage Intact product, which is the sort of cloud native finance management system that's aimed at mid growth, um, sort of mid market organizations. Um, in terms of my background, so I've been working largely with cloud applications from ERP to CRM to support to project management, uh, financial planning, and and really the the staple within that is working within the confines of 
software and technology and services-based organizations. So within Sage, I work within the software and tech vertical, which means I tend to engage with high growth or even hyper growth subscription-based organizations that have usually outgrown a system of sorts and are looking for that sort of scalable solution uh, to take them into into the next level and and beyond. Um, I'd say outside of of work, I'm a massive sports fan. So as I mentioned earlier, I've got my first preseason session in this sweltering heat later on. Um, So so that's a bit bit of me. Preseason in in what, Marvin? Oh, in rugby. Sorry, should have uh, hastened to mention. Yeah, Um, yeah, rugby for my sins. What's your team? Uh, I play for Old War Counties, which is uh, an old boys team for my... uh, from my school uh, and I, I play in the, in the backs very cool very good very good so expecting some tries to be uh, to be scored uh, <laughs> we hope we hope <laughs> good stuff well 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 marvin so obviously to um you, you know a, a big part of the reason we're doing it this podcast is that sas stop together uh with sage insat um we we we've put together uh, an ebook uh, for sas yeah. finance leaders uh, leaders uh, which is uh, called Scaling Up, uh, Five Key Things SaaS Finance Leaders Need to Know. Uh, and it's out now. Uh, so excited. We've been working on that, I think, for several months uh, together. It's, uh, I think it's one of the, the first sort of ebooks that we're, we're publishing sort of this year and you know, full of um, some, uh, some great uh, gold dust and, uh, and sort of like nuggets for, for SaaS finance leaders uh, you know, in particular. So today... We don't want to give it away, and like we don't want to give uh, you know people an opportunity not to read the ebook. But we want to go into some of the points and you know value um, here that we can share with the listeners. Uh, you know that we've got a lot of founders that listen to the podcast, but you know those that, uh, you know SaaS finance leaders as well. Those founders can share with their uh, their, their finance leaders, and I think it'll be make uh, make for a super interesting sort of conversation. So we want to go into these top five priorities. Uh, of growth-focused SaaS finance leaders, uh, and 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 get you to kind of you know uh, give us a couple of nuggets you, you know on, on each of those top five priorities. So I guess kind of like first of all, let, let's go into um, the first one. So scaling up, what you need to prove at each growth stage. So so take us from there in in terms of you know what are the things that uh, that you need to prove. Yeah, sure. Uh, and just before I get into that, I think um, broadly speaking, some of the themes of of the the book and certainly what it references is this this shift in mindset from being operational to being strategic um so this is sort of one of the sort of key steps um in that and it's very much geared for finance leaders within pretty much everything across that whole spectrum from startup to scale up right and then from scale up right through to um, exit and the idea is to to talk about the various different ways to prove what is success within those uh, various stages so if we take an example and we start right at the beginning. Uh, if we think of the early stage organizations, so typically VC backed, um, just past startup. So you've identified that you've got a product and a market fit, um, but it's now about proving the revenue model itself. So with the book sort of references some of the key metrics that you would typically use within that early stage process to capture um, what, what that revenue model success looks like. So things like growth rate, things like ensuring the sales team are have some consistency in the targets they hit. Um, from a finance perspective, it's very much around cash. Um, so it goes into a bit more detail around sort of how finance focus within the remit of cash at that point um, to try and effectively just keep keep the lights on um, and, and keep um, sort of the engine going. And then we quickly pivot into sort of the, what we refer to as a growth stage or what is referred to in the ebook as a growth stage, which is 
once that model has been proven and and there is some kind of consistency in 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 delivery it's trying to move to that next level which is that repeat business that recurring revenue model um so what are the and this is where we shift away from ordinarily cash into things like our unit economics so lifetime value of the customer customer acquisition costs those kind of elements um and again it's and in addition to having those metrics it's also um how organizations can prepare for the scale so how they can effectively start to get in some background um, processes that are consistent so that when they grow and the the, vo- the volumes go up 10x, uh, they don't necessarily have to grow their team 10x. So it, it, it's kind of getting those elements. And then it goes right through to sort of later stage models. So once they've got the recurring model working, so they've got the revenue model, they, they've, they've got that repeat business, that second, third, fourth time uh, customers coming back. And it's, then we start talking about things like profitability. And there are a few metrics that are related to that pretty much right up until what we refer to as exit, which is really whether it's IPO or acquisition, kind of that that end goal. Uh, and there again, there are a few metrics that are relevant to that, you know, focus more on net profit, um, but also some some metrics around penetration of market that, that ensures that, um, again, at, at various different, or at every stage rather, there is some kind of way to measure or prove that we've hit that particular stage. Um, and I think the, the key thing around the various different stages because again customers we speak to are usually somewhere within there and it's a bit of a spectrum um but but this is really ultimately about understanding the metrics that you can use to measure the health of your business but then also being aware that it's not just about the business it's about um what it looks to potential investors so there are a few nuggets hopefully in there um to you know uh, to to highlight some of the key um, ways in which investors look at the business from the outside looking in and then why that should matter and why it's important to track them as well. Amazing. And, and the, the second point is around the tech stack with successful SaaS finance leaders to, to help them be successful. So what is that tech stack? Yeah. So, so again, here, the rationale is is really more around just getting the right systems in place uh, that are going to provide sufficient detail and insight into making the right decisions. And again, it's in line with this idea of trying to move away from being your sort of typical number cruncher into actually someone that's driving strategic growth. So it's it's what are what is the environment you have to surround yourself around from a from a tech perspective that, that supports that. Uh, and again, it will change depending on the stage or maturity of the business, whether that's early stage, growth stage, right through to exit. Um, but really, there are a few basics in there. So getting the accounting basics right. So, And that really talks into not just having the right finance processes, but but also ensuring that the systems that you're working with are uh, modern, uh, are cloud, are scalable, and most importantly, are open. So you you can almost assume that as as the organization grows, there are going to be some silos that exist between teams if there aren't systems that can speak to each other. So just at that point, initially, it's just about getting, making sure the system that you have um, is capable to scale by being able to open integrate either through API or, or through any other interface. Then once the basics are in from accounting perspective, then we start to see some of the uh, deeper dive into some of the sort of more subscription or, or tech um, or software-based elements. So managing things like revenue recognition. So ensuring that um, there's a right environment for things like um, changes in, in rev- revenue recognition, um, compliances around them. So things like IFRS 15 on that basis. Once the accounting matrix is in, um, then, the, then it's the thirst for data. Um, so dashboards are sort of heavily focused. The idea of being able to provide 
pretty much any of all the information in there it should be provided in real time to allow you to not just track and monitor the health but also be able to look at information in different ways is it cash is it revenue is it billing is it uh, upsells and downsells is it renewals um, is it the customer all of those sort of touch points need to be picked up um, and then I suppose as we move down that stage um, towards the aspirational element then then we start to talk about subscription billing so it, it highlights this idea of, of shifting from the idea of orders into actually a more a more robust billing method and then within that um, introducing things like pricing tiers or uh, introducing different types of billing models to try and not just sort of get more out of that customer and, and, and grow the account but also to create uh, a customer experience in terms of how they how you interact with them from a finance perspective but then to try and drive some stickiness and, and some some retention on that basis as well so again as I, as I mentioned it goes into a little more detail into the metrics themselves but it's, it's really about sort of those core elements of accounting revrec dashboards and, and data and then and then kind of moving to that billing model and the third key point is around sort of looking ahead right in terms of the role yeah. of finance leaders can play in the growth strategy. So what is that role that they play? Yeah, again, this is, um, I, I would say, probably the main theme, um, which is moving to that more strategic role. So stepping away from, you know, being operationally tied to the, the checks and balances, the debits and credits, the, the reconciliations, and moving towards a, a way that they can add more value to the business and, and really become the finance, or at least the CFO, rather, to become um, a business partner to CEO. So it can be as forward-looking um, as, as the CEO on that basis. And, and they're kind of two ways in which, and I'm, I'm massively generalizing here, and there's a little more detail in there, but they're two kind of key ways in which that's uh, that's driven. It's, it's A, through planning. And by planning, that could be anything from looking at potential forecast positions right through to actually making decisions about hiring and, and funding rounds and, and when to when to go in for funding and, and, and how to, to, to use that. And then there's the second element, which is to some degree uh, an element of utilization. So once you've got that funding round, how do you actually um, utilize those resources? And then most, most importantly, and as the, the kind of big theme within this ebook is what are the metrics that allow you to track that that's happening so depending on the type of business you're dealing with uh, if it's growth stage you're probably going to be looking more around things like what's the recurring recurring revenue if i go here versus here whereas if we're dealing in a slightly more mature business towards the later stages it's it's things like looking at those unit economics and looking at things like customer lifetime value um, against acquisition cost and and just having a slightly more long-term profitability view um, again massively general it's really sweeping generalization but yeah and there's a lot more detail in there but yeah it really sort of touches on how to make that shift to, to be that value add it follows on into i guess the the, the next point uh becoming a value add finance team so tell us more about that and what that means yeah um so again uh shifting from that whole number crunching element to, to being a bit more of a visionary a bit more that's sort of navigating growth, trying to balance those resources, trying to um, scale, but effectively and seamlessly because uh, the, the tap or the lights are always on in terms of revenues always coming in. There isn't really a downtime within the growth to do so. So it's it's making sure the, the house is in order before uh, the, before going to market aggressively. Um, so an interesting study for, uh, that it references uh, from some of the research that Sage delivered in 2019 on, on our CFO 3.0 forecast, which, which is around this concept of shifting the mindset of the CFO. Uh, it was, it found that 51% over half CFO, or half of the CFOs uh, surveyed kind of 
would describe trying to find new ways to innovate the business and trying to find new ways to um, be more strategic in their role was the most challenging part of their role. So it shows there is a, a shift or a, a mindset from the days of um, CFOs being kept awake by month and close or CFOs being kept awake by reconciliations. It's very much the things that's keeping them awake is how are they how are they going to act enact their their presence on the business and and another sort of element within that without taking too without diving too much into it seventy percent um, of CFOs would say they make these decisions uh, on either judgment or gut feel so very little proportion of these uh, decisions are being made based on data and real-time data and, and you unsurprisingly that's usually because of access to that information and trust in the information that it provides so there there's some of the sort of key um, elements I would say within that value add um, there are kind of two key themes that it touches on um, there's a theme of building the right teams so things attracting talent ensuring the right setup and then also this idea of just delegating tasks to a system um, you know, even within the finance team, it's not necessarily delegating it to another individual to, to handle it, because again, that the finance the function needs to be a value add. So it's ensuring that where you would otherwise have spent time reconciling or spent time journaling or spent time tying or stitching systems together just by having a framework where the systems are integrated or um, or the elements within this, each system are automated kind of just gives everyone back some time which they can work towards that sort of value admission. So it, it touches on that being not just a CFO problem, but actually it's a finance problem to try and innovate and to try and drive more value to the business. The, the fifth and final point is around impressing your investors, right? And five growth critical metrics that, that you need to know. What are they? I don't know if we're going to share like all, all five, but let's dive a little bit into that. So the book references metrics all the way through. Um, so it's, it's worth noting within every single one of these steps, there is a metric or metrici, metrics, met, metrics um, that actually drive that. But um, but I, in theory, um, the the critical ones, and I think this is looking towards maybe growth stage and beyond, the critical ones that investors look for and, and that drive things like valuation um, and true health of external health of business. Um, so it touches on, and it, they won't be too dissimilar, but it's it goes into a bit more detail into why they're important. So things like um, recurring revenues, the monthly recurring revenue, um, the growth rate on that. So how is that trending over time? How does that look? Um, and there are a few stats in there from, from research, external research. So key banks are um, research on across all um, their sort of SaaS organizations uh, found some pretty interesting insights around where those average growth rates are. Um, it talks about things like customer acquisition costs, but to try and make it more general, it provides a little bit more detail into kind of what some of those medium rates are and and, and what the payback in months is to, to try and uh, simplify and at least unify uh, that feeling. So there's a lot more industry insight into that. Um, and then so they're typically your sort of startup growth-based um, uh, metrics. And then for the sort of exit stage or more mature companies, it's it's more of the standard finance metrics we're accustomed to. So things like EBITDA and understanding why it's net. Um, net profit is more important than the, the, the gross and, and growth when trying to shift into new markets, new regions, all of those elements as well. So I hope I've, I've not gone into too much detail there, but um, hopefully that's given a little bit of a flavor into, into some of the, the elements within that. Yeah, no, de de definitely has. Um, so really, really excited uh, uh, about this. So scaling up five key things SaaS finance leaders need to know is out now. 
Um, we will uh, post the URL uh, to for you where you can sort of download it uh, on the blog uh, that accompanies this podcast. Additionally, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see uh, how you can download that as well. Um, so uh, exciting stuff. Uh, great that SaaStock partnering with Sage Intax on this and providing a really valuable resource uh, for those SaaS finance leaders that are looking to, to scale up. So thanks so much, uh, Marvin, for, for joining me today and you know, going into that and, and sharing a little bit about what people can expect uh, from this ebook. Awesome. My pleasure. Thank you. And good luck with the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll need it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS Doc conferences around the world.